Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nerd Speak. Today is March 10th. It is the midweek episode here for this week. I think, yeah, sorry, I think we'll probably put it out tomorrow, March 11th, but today is March 10th. Uh, I'm Adam Coppett, joined by AJ Patel. And uh, today we're doing a stat breakdown. I think we talked last week about the little little schedule we're doing for the midweek episodes, Q&A, stat breakdown, uh, top 10 list or top 5 list, and um, a player breakdown. So today we're doing stat breakdown. And today we're not doing one specific stat, just kind of a idea of a website of stats, Pro Football Focus. And... Um, there, it's kind of different than you know if we were, we we wouldn't break down fan graphs for baseball like you know it's a different kind of thing because PFF has their own sort of uh, the way that they come up with their stats is something that no other websites really do right and in all honesty I mean there's a lot of flaws with it but I think I've always been a big fan of PFF grades um, I remember it, the first time that I really like looked a lot in the PFF grade was Evan Ingram's rookie season when they gave him like a 45 grade. And I remember Giants fans were like, PFF sucks. Like they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And now people, I'm sure Giants fans probably look back and be like, they're probably right. Um, so in my experience with PFF, I think a lot of people, at least that I see you know, on Twitter and where they, use, they, they pick and choose when you use PFF, when PFF says Daniel Jones most improved giant last year. People like see, like yeah. he was great. And then when PFF says I don't know Evan Ingram sucks a couple of years ago, then it's like they don't know what they're talking about. Um, but PFF gets kind of thrown into this advanced analytics um, circle, like that you know Ben Baldwin's numbers are at, and they talk about like PFF grades, this, this, and that. And PFF is I, I know Ben Baldwin put something out about like EPA. Uh, per play versus PFF grades, and it's a pretty yeah. Li- he does that chart. It's a pretty linear chart. Yeah. Because you know PFF is a you know th- they have some they have a pretty good uh, idea of uh, analyzing. Right. Um, but I don't it, it I really don't think of it as an analytics site. I think it's a just I, I it's basically a scouting site like that. That is what they do. And if you don't know the way PFF works, is they grade every player on every play during the season and they will i think it's from negative two to two i think they, yeah. they'll give them a grade. negative two to two um negative two is like your god awful play like an awful interception awful fumble missed a awful block etc plus two is like a, an amazing play the example they like to use a lot is a uh, eli's throne and mario manningham in the 2011 super bowl a play like that dot man what a <laughs> indeed greatest pass of his career better than uh <laughs> You know, I'm trying to think. The, uh, Tyree. 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 That that man had passed just a dot right in front of Belichick's face. Yeah, that was a ridiculous. That was a um, but yeah, so so they'll it's base it it's the eye test. Like that is what PFF is. But the reason, in my opinion, at least, that the eye test is such a flawed way of scouting is because you don't remember every play. You know, when you when if you're thinking. And take a Gio Urshela, for example, whose numbers have actually gone up. I've seen him with more DRS updates, more, oh, yeah, more yeah, updates. Yeah. He's, he's his numbers have eventually have gone up because he's a really good, he's a pretty good uh, defender. But Gio Urshela in baseball, you know, you remember these flashy, amazing plays that he makes, and you're like, he must be. 
the best third baseman in the league. But you kind of forget when he misplays a one uh, one hopper or something like that, and he or he doesn't get to a ball yeah. that he should get to. But what PFF does is they they remember every single play a guy makes because they grade every single play a guy makes yeah. for every single player, and that is what makes them such such valuable grades. And they use these grades to, you know, they, they to create even smaller stats out of them, so they can say who was the best quarterback on passes 20 yards down the field and they'll just cut out every pass that wasn't 20 yards down the field and yeah. then fi- calculate a new grade um their grades i think are from one to 100 right yeah zero to 100 yeah. which obviously higher is better and um i have i i don't have a pff subscription but every time i you know but you can go to a player's page for free and just see their yeah. grade for last season and every single time the Giants are rumored someone, I that's the first place I go. Yeah. That is the place I go. Because, you know, advanced analytics are pretty young in the NFL, especially outside of quarterbacks. It's really tough to yeah. find, you know, single player, especially offensive linemen. And there, aren't, there just aren't that many other stats to look at for offensive linemen, really. Like, you can't look at in pancake blocks, I know that some people have, yeah. but like, that's not a great stat. Like, the fact that I think PFF is the most valuable for offensive line play. I think that is where they really sh- are able to shine because it's a th- it's a resource that most other websites just have no way of really calculating who's the best offensive lineman, but PFF is really good at that. Um, and, yeah, so what if you're I – mean, I know you do have a PFF subscription, so yeah. what have your thoughts – what are your thoughts on PFF – as their whole philosophy of you know scouting and or grading players and everything with that yeah um so i oh it's weird i wouldn't call it a stat necessarily just because of the fact that like you said right they're watching film um it's not really like hard numbers um but at the same time i do like it better than most things num firstly because no one's watching every single play in football i don't like no one that I know is doing that. Um, secondly, PFF, they hire guys that are, like, specific. They're literally told, like, spend your Saturday, spend your Sunday, watch eight hours of game film, grade yeah. these plays, get back to us. And then the other thing is, though, they're not just letting, like, amateurs, like, finalize these grades. They have senior analysts at the top, right, that are, like, experienced with this. They – it's about, like, 2 to 3% of their all their analysts are these guys that just – finalize the grades so like they check back right they see if like oh this doesn't make sense it's like an outlier type grade they'll go back and check it right so i think like like you mentioned right for like o-line it's pretty helpful the other thing is if you do buy a pff subscription i'm not like advertising for this in any way please don't take it that way but um they do have like other like pressure stats and stuff that you use in conjunction with the grades right Mm -hmm. it's not just meant to use like in like baseball right we have like war which is like something you could go to like right away to get like a glimpse of all right this guy was more valuable than that guy end of story in football you don't really have that yet we don't know how to like numerically compare the value of all these positions yet so pff grades they're good i like them for comparing players within a position and like you mentioned right they also break it down into like a rushing like say for a quarterback for example a deep passing an intermediate passing a short passing a rushing grade for like a scrambler type quarterback so they break it down farther than just like all right here's this player here's his grade end of story 
it does a good job of giving you nuanced analysis, which I think is pretty helpful when we know like football is a game of multiple aspects. It's not just one straight thing that a player like doesn't have one job only, but even like offensive tackles, guards, centers, right? They have pass blocking, run blocking, even like cut blocks, etc. Um, you don't, I think PFF does a much better job than any like normal football fan or anything could do themselves at trying to capture like all right here's this player here's his grade end of story because pff has like all these guys their jobs are just straight devoted to spending hours and hours of like watching football film grading their plays so i like pff grades i know there's a lot of people out there that don't trust them but like like you mentioned those are often the people that use them in cases where it benefits them giants fans love to do that it's a mixed bag that comes with it yeah, and honestly, like, when people say that numbers don't tell the full story, like, that, that's something I, I completely disagree with in baseball because I think that basically everything in baseball is quantitative. Yeah. Not, d- defensively, I agree numbers don't tell the full story, which is why, you know, player tracking takes it to another level. But, but you know, if you have a, if they had a PFF for baseball for defense, I would want, I would listen to that. Like, I mean, that I would use that. Um, and... They're right, and in the other three sports, especially numbers, do not tell the full story. So that's why PFF is so valuable. I think that, like, you know, their goal, like, they're not looking. A running back is a lot of times helped by his offensive line. So when a running back has a giant hole, goes 15 yards for exactly. it, and on the numbers sheet, you're like, really good run by him. But when PFF's watching, they're going to give him a solid grade because he did what he should with a giant line, giant. Um, hole but if he just takes that hole and then goes down at the first hit and doesn't really break away from anybody then he didn't do that good on that play not nearly as good as his offensive line did and i think that pff is just so valuable in that like i said before i mean they watch every play right i mean that is such a insane thing to think about that there's so many moving parts and they're focused on one moving part and how does this guy do his job on this play and it's such a important aspect of the game, I think PFF is, that, like, I really do believe that it should be looked at a lot, because you know, you this is just scouts, this is what scouts do. It's yep. weird because the same people often who don't like PFF grades are the people who are not pro, like you, pro analytical people should be the ones to be against PFF grades. Yeah. Like, 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 I mean, I, I'm pro analytics, I'm not, but like, there should be a way to do quantitative analysis instead of qualitative, which is really what uh, PFF does. Like, like PFF says how, I mean, they, they use numbers, but they're, it's their opinion, which number. Um, but people who are anti-analytics should be all over PFF yeah. because it's a number to decide how, it, it's, a, it's basically a number for scouts. Like it's a number that was picked by people who know what they're looking for and know what they're watching. And I really do think that it's a really um, smart thing to use. And they and it's not even like, – like some of their stats, it's like, you know, deep ball receptions against this cornerback. Yeah. That's something that – it's something that really should be readily available but it's not. Right. And they make it available because they're watching every play and they're yeah. like, oh – so this wasn't 20 yards on the field. How many, And he was targeted. And like that that's something that is not any opinion. It's just a number. Yeah. 
But yeah, I think I saw something, and um, it was a cornerback. He's gonna, he's gonna be like a second round pick this year. I forget his name, but he didn't give up a single ball twenty yards down the field last year. Samuel. And no, not not that Samuel. I think it was Northwestern guy. Um, Anyways, but but yeah, he but I mean, and PFF talked about that, and it's like that's a very important thing to know, and. Also, you know, there has to be context to some of these because yeah. sometimes PFF will be like zero um, 20 yard receptions on four targets. Like, yeah, th- that does say something about him, but it also says something about, you know, the fact that the number like, happened not, you know, yeah. it, it is a small, uh, it is a small um, sample size. Yeah. Yeah. But um, regardless, I just think that it does. I just I think there's a lot of pros and cons to PFF like any stat, but I'm way higher on it than I've seen a lot of people. Like I just really do believe that, like the eye test, the reason the eye test is so flawed, I mean, baseball is a different story, but in the other three sports, yeah. the reason the eye test is flawed is because you're you're only remembering a small amount of those events. Yeah. But PFF remembers every single event, and I think that's such an important thing to know. No. Yeah, I think. I think my main problem with PFF is uh, wait we talk about right like you need context for everything, but when they tweet when they share like stuff on social media, they intentionally do it. Like I mean like I don't blame them for this because it gets them clicks, right? Like they put out a stat they know like isn't fully complete or something, and they'll still put it out there like willingly and like let fans debate it in the comments, which like it's fine in terms of clicks, but it, I don't think it's representative of like their true product what it is, because like. PFF isn't just a thing made for, like, football fans to buy. Like, actual teams, college teams, NFL teams, they purchase this data. Like, we talked about earlier, like, before we started, uh, like, PFF War, for example. Like, it's not available to, like, fans and stuff, right? But it might be available to teams and stuff already. They might be using it. They might be purchasing that data. So I I wish they would do a better job at communicating uh, with fans, like, what their goal is. Because, like you said, right, it's not really, like, an analytical types thing. It's, like... They're watching film, and it's like what film guys do. Um, I they use it in conjunction, right? They add like analytical stats in their databases and stuff. But their main thing is just watching football, grading plays. I think most people agree like that's a decent way to like go about analyzing a player. Um, but I think they got to do a better job of uh, communicating that through social media, through tweets, whatever graphics. Uh. Not trying to like intentionally bait people, like you see that a lot, right? Like in yeah. sports, Twitter and stuff, like accounts just try to like put bad content out there for clicks. I think if they like focus more a little on like maybe explaining what the stat is every time they tweet something out, or like making it clear like what they're talking about, I think that would go a long way. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think they can be they they have a really nice medium where i mean it's it is their grades are via the eye test but like you said they, they've created advanced analytics through that and they yeah. they use other advanced analytics in conjunction with that and they can be a really good resource to bring people into analytics and into this next wave of sports really throughout yeah. the entire nation and world sports um and I think that that's why they really, like you said, I mean, just something as simple as this is how we came up with this. Or I know that they, um, there's a chart that, like, they kind of throw a lot of content out there and you don't realize how good some of the content is. Like, yeah. they released a chart of their positional values in war. 
in their PFF four. It was a, while, a little while ago, and they talked about. I think they said like wide receiver at, was the second most important position after quarterback in their war, right. and it's like these are really important things to make note of. Yeah, and I mean they they their exact numbers may be off. Like, I know that I kind of have issue with like fan graphs with their positional value in their war. Um, I think they undervalue and overvalue some positions too much, and I I, I don't love. It. I, I think position value can be a bit off, but like, you know, it's still something to like show people. Like, th- this is. I mean, we we do this for a living. We watch these games every single day, and we've noticed that a wide receiver is six times more valuable than a running back, and that is just such an important thing. I feel like to make note of that doesn't get enough attention, and yeah. I feel like they they really. Like they have such great numbers, but I do think that they need to make them more accessible. And I understand not wanting to make every, not wanting to, you know, make, you have to pay for leaderboards or something like that. Like I fully understand that. I yeah. know they, I mean, you gotta make money, and especially in they're they are a journalism website. I mean, they, yeah. and it is a industry that you know there's no more print news. You know, they they need to make money online. So I definitely understand requiring subscriptions, but. Even having more tiers of subscription where like you pay ten bucks a month and you can just get leaderboards at the very least and you don't get all this other great stuff, but you know, just becoming more accessible to the average person who really who just sees these grades and tweets and doesn't understand what they mean, but they're not really able to know what they mean because they can't research more into it and because they don't have fifty bucks to spend on a football yeah. subscription. You know, just be more accessible to the average fan, I think would be would go a long way. And this is also something that I think all analytical sites and all analytics need to do is try to get themselves more mainstream. Like, you know, you really w- – if they were um, – well, I do think that uh, they, they show PFF grades on broadcast. So, yeah, uh, right? NBC, when, yeah. When, when they're doing that's the mainly because intro. Collinsworth is there. Yeah, because Collinsworth owns yeah. a piece of it. He owns yeah. PFF. Yeah, so that – I mean, they do on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. That's and th- th- that's something that needs to be done more. And just something like, I mean, obviously Collinsworth makes money off of doing it. But if, you know, you could get Fox and CBS to be showing PFF grades at a lot of different times. And being after, like, you know, a great defensive play by Richard Sherman on 30-yard pass, be like, yep. this is his grade on balls 20 yards down the field. Yeah. And, like, just, just trying to throw it in more. Yeah. Um. Also, too, like, uh, I know they started doing that with uh, next-gen stats a little, right? Yeah. They uh, show some of that data on broadcast, which I think is really cool because that has player tracking data. So you yeah. get, like, speeds of, like, top uh, top speeds of players. Um, Giants fans know, like, Daniel Jones, his run, they got his, like, 21.92 miles an hour speed run or something. Um, yeah, so they can capture that type of stuff, and that would be a good way of, like, integrating that into the game. To make it seem like it's not really like an analytical thing, but more like, all right, here's how we can explain it. Here's you guys understanding it. Now you guys can apply it yourselves. And then the other thing you mentioned, right, Um, like maybe tiered subscriptions. Like they do a version of that with like a yeah. PFF Edge subscription where you can just get grades. Then premium where you get like all their premium stats. My thing with that is like even so like I have a friend, right, who lets me use his and he has premium. And on that it doesn't really give you much more than like yards per catch, pressures, blocks. They were they actually just added their like big time throw percentage and their turnover uh, worthy play percentage. But um, it's still 
I don't think it gives you fully what it's worth in like terms of how much you're paying. Like maybe make that like what your Edge subscription is. Make your Edge subscription like a little lower or something. Yeah, I actually didn't realize that Edge is only uh, it's only forty bucks a year. That's yeah. actually way less than I thought it was. So I yeah, I think made... premiums to expense. Well, obviously, it's... premiums two hundred bucks a year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So if they made like premium a little cheaper or like add a little more data to it, make more people like, oh, I can get all of this instead of just like oh, I'm only limited to like grades and a few. Uh, analytical stats yeah i mean if you're paying 200 dollars a year you really should have access to all the information yeah. that you come up with and you know it, it's just something that you know you you just you don't want to i understand the desire to be the place that people go you know it, because they hide their their war you the only way to know about a player's war is to look through their articles you have to read their yeah. articles for a chance or, yeah like seeing Leonard williams's war Yep. But at the same time, you're still – when you just see numbers, you don't get any context. Like, let him, I don't know what Len Williams wore, but say it was, th- it was three, right? Point seven, I think it was, something Point like seven? that. Something around that. I can check real quick. Like, I don't know what the context is because I don't know how war changes by, varies by position. I don't know who the highest on that level is because I haven't – because it may, because I haven't read every PFF article, but if I had access right. to their war leaderboards, you know, in I I mean I'm not saying I would pay two hundred dollars for their war leaderboards, yeah. but still some people would, and I just think that I understand not wanting to be you know wanting to almost hide your stuff because you want to be the place people have to go through to get it, but there is still something to be said for helping grow your site and the game by. Um, you know, keeping on well by holding on to, I mean by spread not hold by not holding on to yeah stats. And I do think that when you hit a certain amount of money that someone is paying for these stats, you know they they should have full access. And I just think that I I think that war, their PFF wars are really really important thing that they really should be spreading more. It's pretty because helpful. I mean war is something that you know I know a lot of people criticize it that aren't that analytical and analytically based, but I think everyone really does respect war in baseball. Yeah. Like you see wins above replacement. You're like, okay, this dude is pretty throwing cool. wins above in yeah. wins above replacement. I'm sure that's a pretty good example of how good of a player yep. he was or is. And same, I know hockey, they're coming up with some war and a domination came up with a game score value added. And uh, a couple other people who are big in hockey analytics, um, I guess next week is actually, uh no, I guess two weeks. In two, two weeks, weeks is the hockey, yeah. is runs hockey graphs, which is gonna be really cool. And like, you know, you know, they're, they're respected stats. Like, I I have no idea what goes into them, but I know the top five is Connor McDavid and then Artemi Panarin and Nathan McKinnon. I'm like, okay, yeah, that then that 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 seems right. And I think that war is something that really should be just it, it should be spread more. And I really think that they could get even more of a following if they kind of made that more accessible. Yeah, um, you were right about Williams. I don't know why I said 0. .7. He had 0. .22 last year, 0. .03 2019, 0. .19 in 2018. Um, what I like about PFF War, though, it like it makes positional value gaps pretty obvious um, mm-hmm. for like anyone with like common sense. They can interpret it. Like Even like just real quick, I'm looking at like Ryan Fitzpatrick from last year. He was like played like half their games something like that 496 snaps he played he still had 0.86 wins above replacement 
compare that to Leonard Williams, played every game, every snap, right? Only had point two. You can get a pretty clear grasp of like, all right, quarterback is that much more important than an interior defenseman right here. I do always find it funny though. Wow, if you do a PFF mock draft, if you just draft quarterbacks the entire time, <laughs> if you're an A plus, no matter what. Like, I, I remember I was doing the last fully on position. Every four, fifth round pick or sixth round pick, I would just take like two, three quarterbacks in a row to make sure I get like that A plus grade. <laughs> it's like. It seems a bit flawed, but yeah. But it, I mean, it does speak to just you know how important quarterbacks are in this league. That you know you, you take as many swings at quarterbacks as possible. Definitely. But um, yeah. You got anything else to say about PFF stats and? Uh, kind of no, I think you got most of it. I mean, just keep an open mind to it. Uh, I know like it's not the most easy thing to learn, but it should be something that everyone like tries to like actively learn about. Um, it's not going to harm your football knowledge in any way. And in the end, more information, the better you are off. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, and that last point is really just something that everyone should remember. Like, you know, whether you're completely anti analytics or you're, you know, that you think that they're God's gift, you still need to remember, you know, you want information, and th- yep. there's not there's no such thing as, or no, there is such thing as bad information. But like, <laughs> you know, for the most part, for the most you should part. be looking. You know, if it's pretty accepted that these stats are really good, even if you don't know how, what goes into them, if you're looking at someone and he's third all time in that stat, you should be like, well, yeah, that probably matters. Like, yeah. you know, there is something to be said. But um, yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this stat breakdown. We will be back on Monday, yes, Monday, with a special guest. So make sure you uh, tune in for that and uh, have a good day.